Welcome to the Seeds of Wisdom series, brought to you by From a Loving Place with author Rachel Wolf. If you like deep, meaningful conversations, this is your place. So settle in and enjoy today's guest. Disclaimer, the Seeds of Wisdom digs into some deep subject matter. In order to plant a seed, we have to dig in the dirt. That's how we grow. If any of the subject matter feels like too much, it is important to seek your own mental health support. I did, and it's why I'm able to be here doing this today. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Seeds of Wisdom. I'm so excited today because the seed we're going to be talking about is following the dream. And I have my special guest here, Angela Lomenzo, who has the same agent as I do and has become a very special person in my life. And I am so excited to have her on today as she's about to release her new book, Wisdom of Wildly Creative Women. I'm going to have her introduce herself and tell us about her upcoming book. Angela? Hi, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here too. Um, Yes, we met through our superhero agent, Tina Wainscott. And just like with everything with this project, it has been kismet. It's just part of following your dreams is starting a project and all the incredible gifts that unfold during it. And you are one of them, I have to say. And congratulations on this beautiful podcast you put together because the topics, the heart, the soul you put into it, it's just so beautiful. And we need more of this in the world. So thank you for that. <laughs> and yes, I'm Angela Lomenzo, as I said, I just wrote my first book, Wisdom of Wildly Creative Women. And I'm 57 years old. And I've had this dream since I was a little girl. And I think this illustrates perfectly that there are no timelines for dreams. You know, it just happens and unfolds when it's meant to. And I couldn't have written this book 20 years ago, 10 years ago. It just happened when I was ready. And wow, once I planted that seed, just it took seven years. So I'm not saying those dreams unfold immediately once you go, okay, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to write a book now. I'm ready. It It's a process and it's such an exciting process, which I'm sure you found with the podcast and your books. And it's, um, it's the whole journey, you know, that happens and it's not easy and you have to do it with passion and purpose because it's going to get a little tricky. <laughs> and if you don't have that passion behind it, you know, the magic can't happen. So it's just been, wow, what a seven years from concept to, you know, conception, basically, um, to actually, you know, the product being in front of you where I was holding it in my hands, a little over seven years. So it's, that is quite a journey. That's so beautiful. I love that. So I was blessed enough to get to actually read the book ahead of time because I got to write an endorsement for it. So I, I have to say the interviews you do with these women are so incredibly moving and, and you really get to the heart of what drives us to follow the passion, even 
no matter how it looks on the outside to the outside world and how much our lives can be falling apart and still when our passion calls us it just calls and i yes. thought you did that so beautifully with these women well they did it because <laughs> they are amazing i mean i found 25 extraordinary women who have all followed their dreams um and they're all creative souls uh, with tons of passion, but they've also had a lot of obstacles. And, you know, every single one of them has been told no, or you can't do this, or, you know, you know, had illnesses, uh, traumas. Um, we have two breast cancer survivors in the book. Uh, we have so many universal issues that people face that could derail us from achieving things we want. And we think, no, I can't do it because this happened. I can't do this because, you know, I, I have this illness or I lost my husband or I, you know, this happened to me, you know, it just, and sometimes our own, you know, our own insecurities are enough alone to derail us. And these women were so forthcoming and generous with their stories. And they, you know, shared everything to help other women see they're not alone in their pain. And it started, it kind of started when I was in a really dark place in my life. I was very alone, very sad. I mean, completely void of creativity anymore and really lost my passion for what made me happy. And, you know, you get in life you know, and, and my daughter had a lot of challenges and my husband's a musician and tours a lot. So he was gone all the time at that time, about nine months out of the year. And so, you know, you get caught up in everyone else's dreams sometimes and their, um, their caretaking and helping them. And, and that's beautiful. And that's something I always wanted to be, you know, was mom and you know, uh, being a relationship and, and just have that family being that I was from a divorced family at an early age, I really wanted that home. And I did that. But along the way, I lost a lot of myself. And around this time, I, um, I lost a friend. And I had just found her just connected to her, like, finally didn't feel alone. She had the same creative interests as I did. And we were just, we both had husbands that were away all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. You know, this is so wonderful. And just having that connection just ignited it. You know, it just started me up again into finding myself. But then she suddenly passed away, which was really jarring. So right when I kind of shifted into that positive place, it was taken away in a very sudden manner. And then something happened. It was like, she sort of became my light, you know? And, and it just brought me back to me like, wow, life is short. I mean, boom, you know, right in front of me, I saw this and, you know, I, I was like, no, I don't wanna, I don't wanna live another day without, you know, trying to find, what makes me happy as well. I mean, that makes me a better mother, a better wife, a better friend, all of this. So I set out on that journey. 
and it started with therapy. And I went to therapy and the very first day of therapy, my therapist said to me, okay, now tell me your perfect day. Not your husband's, not your daughter's, not something that would make anyone else happy, just yours. And I sat there for a minute and I just started bawling my eyes out. Like I could not stop crying. It, it, I couldn't even breathe. It was just, I, it was just this visceral reaction that came over me that I couldn't stop. And after about 10 minutes of this, <laughs> you know, and I kept trying to talk and I couldn't. And she goes, why are you crying? And I said, because I have no idea what that is. And that's what started it. And I found working my way back to me, what helped was reaching out to the other women that were around me all the time that I, you know, when you get in that space, you sort of isolate yourself from people. And so of course you feel alone, you feel alone anyway in your pain, but then you make yourself even more alone by not talking to people. And so I started reaching out to them and, you know, and then they had the similar stories and I was like, oh, but you're so successful and you do all these wonderful things. And they're like, oh, but what about this that happened to me? And, you know, I had postpartum and I had a severe depression. I had, you know, anxiety disorder. Um, so I started thinking, okay, when I started getting back to all my creative endeavors, which are photography, I'm a makeup artist, creative director. My husband is also a photographer. He is an amazing photographer. And so when we met, that was one of our things that we had in common. Um, even our wedding photos, we took ourselves with a tripod and, and, and like we developed them in the bathroom at our little apartment in North Hollywood, you know? <laughs> and oh, so I love that. <laughs> I had taken, um, I had wanted to be a photographer and I had gone to then Otis, Otis Parsons, but now it's Otis. Um, and I was determined to be a photographer. I loved it so much. But then I had a family member tell me, oh, photography is going to be obsolete in years and years. You know, you're not even going to need it. It's going to be one button. Everyone's going to have it. And you're just going to waste all your parents' money on art school. So don't do it. So then I was like, and at the time I was definitely not strong enough to go, no, but it's my passion. So I felt, you know, oh, okay. So I decided on becoming a makeup artist because with all the photography I would do, I'd always do this elaborate makeup and special effects for the pictures. And so I said, okay, let's do that. So I put myself through makeup school and, um, was going to go into special effects but then I found out I was allergic to all the chemicals so that didn't go so I just stayed with basic makeup and didn't go into anything more elaborate <laughs> so anyway back to where the um help came for me from other women so then I said okay I'm going to take all of the things I love put them into one thing I've written my whole life. I've always wanted to write a book. I love photography. I am just so taken with these women. And I just feel like people's stories are what connect us and give us that, you know, inspiration and empower us. 
And I've been a nonfiction, you know, obsessive reader since I was like eight when I got my first, bi you know, biography. Um, and so I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And then my husband, you know, he was going to do the photography. And so it became this sort of passion project for both of us. And I just started, you know, and, and I knew so many of these really creative women through, um, you know, the kind of musicians we knew and their wives and sort of creatives, attractive creatives. So it became sort of this little community of people that I knew. So I just started there. And it was amazing because once I put that seed out there, I, it was like moths to a flame. The women that were supposed to be in this just showed up. You know, it's that law of attraction. You know, once you put it out there that you want, you know, that you're doing something and you stay really on course, it just, the energy comes right back to you. And it was fascinating because I would, we would interview one woman and then photograph and, and the whole process was very time consuming. So these women were such troopers with me because, you know, the interviews sometimes would go six hours, you know, and then, and then the photography was pretty elaborate where we would work together on what type of photo It was so much fun. And they just love the process. So they're like, oh, you have to meet my friend. She would be perfect for this. And she went through this and she's doing this now. And, and so it just, it just kept multiplying into this magical project that I am just so blessed to be a part of. And it just took on a life of its own. Well, you said so many different key things there. One, I feel like we get little nuggets in our youth of where we're going to be led, like with you, with the biographies, <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's like from a, such an early age, you were attracted to, to other people's stories and to read about other people's stories and, and to have that connection. So there's this passion and learning about people right there. So I thought that was so beautiful that that's a piece of it. And then the photography and the, like all these little things that may not seem like they're going to connect at some point. <laughs> they do, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I love that you were a makeup artist and you took that path too, because it kept the creative side of you alive you know, yeah. in, in a time where you could have easily taken such a safe job that your creativity wasn't involved at all. You picked something that could keep it alive in some way that is still about creating a story, you know, because people's makeup creates a story. Yeah. My favorite thing was I took the first class I took was at UCLA um, in theater makeup. And I had so much fun because I could utilize my art skills and draw these elaborate designs for makeup, you know? And, and so that was the first time I was like, oh, you can kind of put all your talents into one thing. And then I started working with photographers. And once you get really close to these photographers and you're with them all the time, then I became creative director. 
And part of the fun was me just drawing up all the sketches too, you know, of how we were going to do the makeup and the wardrobe, hair. It's really funny when you become a makeup artist and the makeup artist in the book had the same thing. You get, um, I did music videos and things like that too and commercials. And it's funny because you get lumped into hair. Like I, I'm not a hairdresser, you know, as you can see, but I, <laughs> I would always get lumped into that. Like, oh, hair and makeup's here. And I'm like, really? Uh, okay. So then that became a part of it. And, you know, so it, it, it's just, it's just fun. And, and you expand, you know, things that you didn't think you could do. And, and I mean, who thought I would be able to write a book? You know, I just, just when I decided doing it, it just happened. And I said, okay, so now what? And you know, this process, it's not easy. So you, you don't write because you want a lucrative career. Okay. You write because you have to because you need to. It is not, you know, yes, you can, sure, but it has to come from a di different place. It's not just like, oh, okay, you know, I could, you know, like a, a job where you know you're going to get promoted, you're going to have this. No, this is all on you to figure it all out, you know, so it started with, all right, what's a proposal? So there goes a year. There's a whole year, like because of researching proposals and figuring out how to do that, and then sample chapters, and then you start with that, and then you find an agent. So I am so lucky as you are, and this is something totally otherworldly with Tina, how she came into my life because I, she's my third agent. I had the craziest experiences because I had a wonderful first agent, but then she got sick and had pneumonia and had to, you know, pass on that. She referred me to someone else who was great. He disappeared for a year. He ended up having, losing his eyesight, but I hadn't, he hadn't started pitching my book yet. So I wasn't on the roster for who came in with the emergency. So I was stuck in a contract for a year and couldn't do anything. So then I found Tina in the most magical way. So um, I think we all did. Tina has that magic around her. And I'm just so thankful to the Seymour agency for having Tina there because now she's just one of my dearest friends. But, um, and really helped me through the process. But yes, then you go into making the, uh, you know, proposal into submissions to publishers and then all of that. So th this book has taken many different turns, three literary agents. Um, I had a publishing deal that I ended up um, terminating because of they had wanted to charge too much for the book and I wanted this available to every woman. And so then I was started all over again. So it, it, it's a process, but I'll tell you what, the most amazing things I've experienced since I've been in this and I have stepped out of my comfort zone like a thousand times. And it's just brought so many beautiful people into my life and uh, things I never would have done. You know, it's just, it's just wonderful. But it did take until I was in my fifties to have that sort of confidence and ability to do that.
So. Well, and I think that that's another great point you make too, is it's, it's really never too late to start the process of following our dreams whenever it is. And however, however long it takes it is okay. It's always okay. Cause some people think if I wait until after I have kids, I'll lose it. And it's not true. And, and, you know, we, we, you and I both had these conversations about being a parent. So the fact that, you know, we have to give our energy, we had to give our energy to parenting to a certain extent first, and then we were able to be free enough to give our energy to our passion, to follow the dream of our own dream. And I think that's so important that so many people might miss that said, well, I became a mom too. It's the excuses. Well, I became a mom. I became a wife. I became, you know, I went down this career path. It doesn't matter if we want to follow the dream, we can do it. And no, exactly. You're, and, you're exactly right. And that's what I wanted to show women. I mean, we have the ages of the women in the book are from thirties to seventies, you know, the, the woman, uh, Brie Darling, who's 72 in the book, she's still playing drums. You know, she was one of the first women to be signed to, um, in an all girl band as, a, as a drummer, um, to a record label and she's still going and it's just amazing. She just signed, you know, a three record deal, I think it was. And so it's, it's incredible. And she's living her best life right now. She just won. And then she decided one day I'm going to, Hey, I'm watching a cake making show on, you know, food network. She goes, I can do that. Cause she's also an artist. Next thing you know, she's, she's winning, you know, cake wars. She's, um, I mean, incredible. And she came up with this like patented leopard pattern, you know, in, inside of the cake where you cut it and it's just leopard. She's incredible. And that was just from sitting on the couch and going, hmm, I can do that. So she learned how to do it, you know, took a class and did it. And so, you know, it's, that's what I wanted women to see because I think, you know, we just, we get so blocked sometimes. And I always let roadblocks stop me through my life, unless it was for someone else. You know, if I was fighting for my daughter or my husband or friend, I would just put on that warrior hat and shield and I went in there and I could get anything done, right? But if it was just for me, that was a different story. And it took a long time for me to get to that point where I was ready to fight for myself, you know, and my desires. And, you know, I, that's, in this book, we have, gosh, so many issues that we all face that have been overcome. And that's really what I wanted. And I didn't plan it like that. I just, it's just that everybody has such an incredible story and we've all had these unique experiences that turn out to not be as unique as we thought, <laughs> you know, and really connect us to each other. And it was just such a great thing to see, you know, and it, it, it inspired me. I don't know if I would have kept going 
through this book of all the twists and turns I had, and you know what they are, <laughs> there were plenty. And I think the, I kept remembering these women and the things they went through. We've got multiple near-death experiences. You know, we have a woman that was told she would never walk again, who was a photojournalist who ended up, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro a year later when the doctors told her she wouldn't be able to do her job anymore. And she said, oh yeah, I'll show you. And I kept thinking of her, you know, I'm like, well, she can, she can climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I think I can do this. You know, I think I can stick with this. So we, you know, I knew if it worked for me, it's going to help other women everywhere, you know, um, and there's all situations, you know, and it's just, it's just exciting to see, you know, all these, these women just ch chiming in to help others. And, and really, they really, really shared so much about themselves. I mean, I'm just, I'm so honored that they trusted me to, you know, write their stories. Yeah, and I made sure that they did have that trust where nothing would be written that wasn't approved by them, you know, and I just wanted it said how they wanted it said, you know, um, not just give me the interview, whatever happens with it happens with it, you know, nothing like that. It just, I wanted to be authentically what they want, you know, and who they are. And I think we expressed that really, really well in the book. Oh, I definitely do. So with that, we have to wrap up the first part of this segment. So if you're watching anywhere else but YouTube, make sure you go to YouTube to watch the extended video as we go on to Beyond the Seed because really getting into some of those blocks is where I want to go with you and um, getting into what it means to move past them, to, to take that extra step. So for all of you who are listening anywhere else, thank you for being here and know that if you are listening to this, it's because you're meant to be here. Make sure to follow the links that accompany this episode. You will learn a lot more about today's guest and see what they have going on now. You will also get all the links to follow them on their journeys if this seed resonates with you. Come back next week for another Seed of Wisdom. If you loved what you saw or listened to, don't forget to subscribe to the channel.